Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Before we begin, a reminder to please rate and review our show. It helps new listeners discover us and grow the program. On this episode of Sports Illustrated Weekly, One of the biggest events in tennis is upon us, but it will look significantly different this year due to international events. SI senior writer John Wertheim joins us to discuss this year's Wimbledon, the reaction to Russian athletes being banned from the event, Serena Williams playing, and much more. I'm your host, John Gonzalez. From Sports Illustrated and iHeartRadio, this is Sports Illustrated Weekly. John Wertheim, welcome back to Sports Illustrated Weekly. Good to be here. Wimbledon is upon us. We had to bring you on. You're our tennis expert. Let's start with who's in. We learned that Venus Williams will not be there, but Serena Williams will play. Serena, do tell us how it feels to be back at Wimbledon. It feels good to be back at Wimbledon. A little surreal. Um, (laughs) Sitting here again. It's like, didn't I just do this? But uh, it's nice to be here. What would you consider as a success for you personally here in Wimbledon? You know the answer to that. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) Come on now. You guys know the answer to that. So 
I have high goals, but also, I don't know, we'll see. She's the GOAT. She's almost 41 years old. She hasn't played uh, since Wimbledon last year when she wow. in injured herself in her first match. But it's, yeah, I, I think I wrote, you know, this was like the, the first upset of the tournament and uh, we haven't hit a ball yet is Serena Williams deciding to uh, give this a go. We'll see what happens here. I mean, I, I think the various outcomes are, are vast, but it's a win for the tournament that she's, uh, this year especially, that she's in the draw. It surprised a lot of people. It surprised me. Did you think she'd play? We sort of are working on the assumption that it's all about the majors. So if she is going to play, it's going to be one of four events. Mm. She's not hanging around at age 40 so she can play in the, uh, you know, the Duluth Open. Wimbledon is the major that she has the best chance of winning. But there hadn't been a whole lot of indication that she was gearing up for this. You see her on social media. We see her at award shows. We see her at galas. We, we don't see a lot of her even practicing on, on the tennis court. So, um I would say mild surprise, but I also would say this is very on brand for an athlete who, from the beginning, has done things her way. We had this great match at the French Open final. Iga Schwantek, who you know hasn't lost since like 1974. Um, <laughs> it really, it's it's February, but it's 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 a long yeah. winning streak against Coco Goff. <laughs> And Iga Shantek is a French Open champion again over Coco Gauff in her first Grand Slam final. First of all, I wanted to congratulate you because you're doing an amazing job. I can see that every month, you know, you're progressing all the time, basically. And when I was your age, I had my first year on tour and I had no idea what I'm doing, so... Their combined age is less than Serena Williams. Wow, that's depressing. Is a woman who's almost 41, is she going to win her 24th major at Wimbledon not having played for a year? Statistically unlikely. Then again, um, boneyards are filled with people who have underestimated Serena Williams. She's ranked 1,206, so she will not be a seeded player at this year's event. Wow. I don't think she's going to win, but I think this could be a very nice capstone to a, a peerless career. The very first time we had you on this program, we talked about Tom Brady playing well at an advanced age. I feel like this is a common theme. theme for you. Yeah, it's a theme for you and I to discuss. So in that same vein, I'm rooting for Serena, unranked, 41, would make a fantastic story. She's playing, though, and it's always fun to watch her play. Somebody who's also fun to watch play who will not be there on the women's side, Naomi Osaka, her Achilles still isn't right. This is a big blow for the tournament. During the French Open, when it was announced, you know, Wimbledon wasn't going to have ranking points. Mm -hmm. The tours were sort of having their battle over the, the Russian band and Naomi Osaka. It was unclear if this was sort of off the cuff or if this was strategic, but she sort of said, look, Wimbledon's going to feel like an exhibition. I don't know if I'm going to play. It's kind of like, I, I don't want to say pointless, no pun intended, but like, <laughs> like I... I'm the type of player that gets motivated by like seeing my ranking go up or like, you know, stuff like that. So I think the intention was really good, but the execution is kind of all over the place. Naomi Osaka has never had great success at Wimbledon. She's won the U.S. Open twice. She's won the Australian Open twice. And she hasn't been to the latter rounds of the other two majors. So there wasn't much of a track record, but she is this global star. And again, this year, more than any other, Wimbledon can use all the stars that it can. I, I would say Serena playing is a bigger upset than Naomi Osaka not playing. 
I'm glad that you mentioned that Osaka called it an exhibition because of all the players who won't be there, which is a term, by the way, that Andy Murray took umbrage with. And it's not just because of the regular medical withdrawals. A lot of sports and governing bodies have banned Russian athletes from competing following the invasion of Ukraine. Wimbledon has done the same thing here, John. Tell us about Wimbledon's decision regarding Russian and Belarusian athletes and the thinking behind it. What's become clear since this announcement in April was that this was really done at the behest of the British government, of Boris Johnson's administration. This is an administration that's, that's taken its, its licks for, you know. A lot of hits for a lot of things. London grad, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a rough few months, uh, especially on this, that there's been this perception that London has been the safe harbor for Russian oligarchs and that um, sort of the, the UK needed to have a, a tougher stance. We saw at the Australian Open in January. What happens when a tennis event is at odds with the government and the absolute fiasco that can uh, come out of that? So I think with that as a backdrop, Wimbledon did not push back when the British government said, listen, we'd really rather not have Russians and Belarusians here. We don't want to be used as propaganda. We can't even guarantee that they'll be allowed entry into the country. And Wimbledon either adopted the stance, rolled over, played nice with the government, however you want to frame it. But the upshot is that Russian players and, and Belarusian players are not allowed at Wimbledon this year. And I think, you know, we've seen this, right, in, in figure skating and World Cup and in yeah. Eurovision for that matter. But they haven't been individual, independent contractors. This is not a Russian delegation. It's a player right. who happens to have been born in Russia. So to ban these Russian players has really been a, a pretty bold move. It has not gone over well with the players, but it's not gone over so not well that they have boycotted. You'll notice yeah. that every just about every eligible player has sort of said, I don't like this, but it doesn't quite hit the threshold of my not actually wanting to play your event and, and cash your generous checks. And I think Wimbledon knew this when they enacted this ban. Look, the players are going to be upset. We're going to get a little blowback, but it's not like they're not going to come. And that's sure. basically exactly what, what's happened. As a result of this, John, they're missing the world number one on the men's side, Medvedev, and then the number eight, Rublev. And then on the women's side, number six, Sabalenka. Does Osaka have a point? Is it closer to an exhibition? It's still Wimbledon. It's still this towering event that pays a lot of prize money. There's still going to be a trophy. And there's no asterisk. And a few years from now, we're just going to remember who won. But by freezing ranking points, the defending champion uh, is Novak Djokovic. He's the number one player in the world, or he was the number one player in the world. But those ranking points coming off, mm. a Russian player was elevated to number one. Talk about unintended consequences. When... Russian sports fans tune into Wimbledon, and hey, there are no Russian players in the draw. How is that being mediated within Russia? Is there any sort of backlash against Putin and his regime? This invasion that started in February, because here we are months later and we don't have a resolution there, but our athletes are being banned from prestigious events. Or is this persecution complex that Putin's very good at? Hey, look, this just goes to show the West has this bias against us. Look how they discriminate against our sportsmen and sportswomen. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, guys. It's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tommy, take a set. We're sitting here talking about the geopolitical angle and who isn't there, but it sort of obscures some really fun stories. And you mentioned one of them earlier, Igas Fiatek from Poland, who's riding a 35-match win streak, including the French Open. John, how well is she playing right now, and why are we not talking more about her? Igas Fiatek takes the title in Doha with the most exquisite performance. When she plays like this... She is unstoppable. There's no reason that she is not this A-list celebrity. I mean, she, she just won the French Open. She hasn't lost since February. She became number one when Ash Barty retired abruptly. And there was this thinking, well, you know, she's, she's next in line. And this was, you know, this was Gerald Ford becoming president. It was sort of by default. And she's absolutely owned it. She's not lost a match since becoming number one. Sensational. Sriontek continues her incredible run. 
during Stuttgart and Rome and Grand Garros that I realized that maybe I am in the right place. Right now, for sure, the next goal is to stay here. She's been too good, too often. It's almost too much to comprehend. But it's another Sunday triumph for the sensational Iga Sviantek. Hopefully it's gonna be a good show. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. She played the French Open with a Ukrainian flag on her ball cap. And I had to do one of these post-match interviews and she walks off the court. While they're setting up, I said to her, um, are you cool if I ask you about the pin on your hat, the Ukrainian flag? She said, she said absolutely. So she, she walks off the court. She's won a tennis match. And 20 seconds later, she's talking about politics and sure. sovereign nations and being from Poland. She's particularly impacted and refugees. I want to do, you know, everything to support Ukrainians because also Poland as a country, we're, we're really supportive and we're welcoming them. So I try to read a lot and I try to be aware of what's going on. She's wonderful. And not just as a tennis player. If she were to win the Wimbledon and back this up and she's a former junior champion, she's ranked number one. She's a favorite. I mean, you know, odds, odds are pretty good. If she wins the French Open in Wimbledon, I think we, we will be forced to reckon with Iga. And um, I think that's a real treat for everyone because we should be talking about her more. Somebody else that I'm interested in talking to you about, John, Rafael Nadal says he wants to play. He won the French Open. It was his 22nd Grand Slam. He's also traveling with his doctor who gave him uh, daily injections to manage the pain. What do you make of this whole situation? How's he doing? Do you expect that he'll play? How well he, will he play? What's the deal? He called a press conference on Friday and everyone was trying to speculate what this was about. And it was either, hey, there's, there's a new energy drink that sponsors <laughs> me or, you know, my, my wife is pregnant, which yeah. does seem to have been the case. Or, you know, I'm, I'm 36 years old. It's been a great career. The pain's too great. People would say, OK, that's about right. And if people said, you know what, you've won the first two legs of the Grand Slam. You've already won Wimbledon. You know, you've won Wimbledon multiple times in the past. You could win Wimbledon again. That that seems reasonable too. So enjoying to play on grass after such a long time. Always a, a challenge, uh, the transition. But main thing for me is keep enjoying uh, my work, my day by day uh, playing tennis. We used to say about Federer, he was sort of the belt that held up the pants of tennis. And Nadal's kind of taken that over. And for him, it's partially about the tennis. But I think he also understands he's kind of playing this elder statesman role late in his career and has really kind of found it to his liking. So bottom line, he'll play Wimbledon. Who knows? I mean, his foot seems to be disintegrating. I mean, this is really a chronic degenerative syndrome that's awfully concerning. He's kind of gone into Dirk Nowitzki territory about running around with my kids one day. I have been always very, very open, but uh, I mean, we cannot be talking about uh, my foot every single day because if not, <laughs> we forget the most important thing, that is tennis. He says he's going to play. I mean, in, in theory, I, and I don't know if this to be the case. I mean, the, the conventional wisdom is grass is going to be generous on his feet. You sort of glide around, which isn't really the case. But if that's what he wants to convince himself, bless him. He could win the tournament. He could lose in the first round and say, I'm in too much pain. It's been a great career. I retire. And neither would be particularly surprising. Past uh, is past, and uh, sport and life go so quick. You know? So uh, I am not a big fan of uh, keep living on the things that you achieved, uh, because uh, sport don't give you that that uh, that time to to keep thinking on the things that happened. No? But uh, it's something that already happened. It's something that uh, I'm gonna be in my museum for for the rest of my life. So that's something that makes me feel proud of it, of course. 
But now is the moment to keep going. Will we ever see Roger Federer play another Wimbledon? That's a great question. We talk about Serena Williams at age 40. That is the same age as Federer. He, too, has not played since last Wimbledon. He's been much more direct than Serena. Adamantly wants to play. He's posting videos. He's targeted a return date. I think he would love to play Wimbledon one more time. Yeah. For the first 35 years of his career, we always talked about he's so durable, he's so graceful, he never gets hurt, he doesn't sweat. And the last four or five years have really been uh, physically challenging. This knee injury, he just hasn't been able to get this knee right. Multiple surgeries, multiple rehab stints. I mean, the, the eligibility age for the seniors tour, where they let the ball kids hit with the racket and they play air guitar on their, you know, I mean, it's the, the eligibility age for that is 35. Federer is almost six years uh, into the seniors tennis. 40-41 is a big number, but I think um, in a perfect world, he comes back next year for one last Wimbledon. And he's been pretty adamant that he wants to resume. He doesn't want to retire. He wants to try and give this thing one more go. And God bless him. All right, one more for you on the uh, aging athletes with injuries front because that's our favorite topic. UK favorite Andy Murray playing in the tournament at age 35 with an artificial hip. I did not know that he had an artificial hip. That sounds like a serious thing. John McEnroe says he can be a contender. Is John McEnroe just wishing and hoping here or does Andy Murray actually have a shot? Are we sure John McEnroe is not speaking about John McEnroe himself when he says he can be a contender? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean, Andy Murray was going great. You're right, he, he does have a metal hip. Not that Andy Murray is necessarily standing in the same line as the rest of us at the airport, but um, this this sets off metal detectors, and he has to explain, they, you know, I've got titanium in my hip. A week ago, I would have said outside contender. He now has this abdominal injury, which is um, nothing to do with the hip, but just a really untimely injury. I, I think there is a big difference between best of three set matches and best of five set matches. Best of three set matches, I think Andy Murray would be very dangerous. The notion of him with all he's been through and now on top of everything else, this abdominal injury, winning 21 sets of tennis in two weeks is, um, that's a big ask as we say. Yeah. Then again, he's won Wimbledon multiple times before, which is something only two other guys in the draw have said. He'll have a huge boost from the crowd. I mean, there, there was a time I am so old. I remember when. I mean, there was a time when Andy Murray was sort of this polarizing figure in the UK, and they would mock him for mumbling, and too bad he's not more charismatic. Andy Murray's, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's benighted. He's universally beloved now. He's very funny. Yeah. He's a father. He's, he's socially conscious. I mean, he's, he's everything we want in an athlete. He'll be a huge crowd favorite. He'll play on center court every time, but I just don't know if physically... Even with his history and even with rabid fan support, if um, yeah, I, I think if, if he were to make it to the second week, that would be a, a huge trial. I think I showed that there was still good tennis left in me. I mean, I beat a guy in the top five in the world and neck and neck with Berrettini, who's one of the best grass court players in the world. Yeah, I, I know that the tennis is in there. I just need to bring it out. We already know who your women's favorite is. Who's your favorite on the men's side? Oh, man. Uh, my favorite on the men's side, I, I'm tempted to say Djokovic, the defending champion. You know, I'm, of course, uh, very pleased and happy to be back at the tournament that was always my childhood dream tournament, the one that I always wanted to win. So, of course, wonderful memories from, from last three editions of Wimbledon for me. Hopefully I can continue that run. 
who very quietly has sort of done to Wimbledon in the last 10 years what Roger Federer did to Wimbledon 2003 to 2012, which is run through the field. Nadal's obviously, having won the previous two majors, he's in the mix. Matteo Berrettini, who got to the finals last year, is suddenly healthy. Djokovic will be the favorite. He's the number one seed. Just to go off the board and have a spirited minor upset pick, I will take our young Canadian, our neighbor to the north, Felix Ojealiasim of Canada, just to make things different. Someone else we've talked about before on this podcast is Carlos Alcaraz of, of Spain. He's uh, the, the teenager. He's the flavor of the month. His career track record at Wimbledon is, is one in one. So we don't have a lot of data points, but uh, he's been a spectacular player. There's no reason why his game can't translate to grass. He was much ballyhooed at the French Open and did himself proud. I mean, he, he got to the second week and sort of did what people expected him to do. Came up a little bit short, but reached the quarterfinals, and we will see if he can do better at Wimbledon. There's so much going on at Wimbledon. We're really excited about this. You're on your way over there. You can read him on SI.com, watch him on 60 Minutes. He's the undisputed SI Weekly Grand Slam champion, John Wertheim. Thank you for this. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening and a reminder to please rate and review our show. It helps people find us. Sports Illustrated Weekly is a production of Sports Illustrated and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. And for more of Sports Illustrated's best stories and podcasts, visit SI.com. This episode of Sports Illustrated Weekly was produced by Jessica Yarmoski, Jordan Rizzieri, and Isaac Lee, who was also our sound engineer. Our senior producer is Dan Bloom. Our executive producers are Scott Brody and me, John Gonzalez. Our theme song is by Nolan Schneider. If you've stuck around this long, we leave you with this. Our resident tennis expert, Dan Bloom, has 47 very in-the-weed tennis-related questions for you. So this shouldn't take longer than two, three hours. (laughs) Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free 
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.